Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Welcome, everybody. Great to be with you. Six minutes past six o'clock, a little under the weather today, so that's probably why my voice sounds the way that it does. So should the... Um, should what should let me let me ask you this what should senate republicans here in oregon do you see senate bill and and sunday night i got a, an email from senator brian boquist and it's a story today a northwest observer's story and the email was about how the Senate Judiciary Committee, committee, run by Senator Floyd Przanski out of Eugene, Cottage Grove area, how Floyd passed out of committee Senate Bill 393 in a gut and stuff without fulfilling the obligation of the Constitution which says you have to have a public hearing. They had no public hearing. If you look at it on OLIS, which is the state's website, measure 393, you will only see it had a first reading. It was referred to judiciary, sat there until they needed it for a gut and stuff for guns, Because that's what the bill does, folks. It's more gun grabbing from the left. They held no, if you look at it, it just says work session held. Oregon's constitution demands differently. And I will read to you Senator Boquist's letter to Rob Wagner. Now, yesterday, and this is the Northwest Observer story, yesterday, uh, now, you got to understand, folks, the Republican leaders defend the public right to hearings. Democracy dies in darkness. That's the I think that's the um, famous line from The Washington Post, the uber liberal anything but fair newspaper. Democracy dies in darkness. Well, it does. That's absolutely right. Tim Canope. <clears throat> And Brian Boquist sent this letter. It's a seven-page gut and stuff amendment, which now incorporates gun regulations passed out of the Senate committee along partisan lines without the public's input. Kevin Sterrett, Oregon Firearms Federation, says the committee members had no idea that the, what the bill does, but it passed to a floor vote anyway. Now, it says it adds a 72-hour waiting period before a person could take possession of a gun they bought. In his garbled explanation, referring to Senator Przanski, chair of the committee, he could not even keep the different bills straight. What is clear is that along with all the other elements of these bills, anyone with any firearms magazine will be subject to arrest after it becomes law. On the floor, Knope said, 
Yesterday, a chair you appointed to a Senate committee you created reported Senate Bill 393-A, which is the gut and stuff amendment, A as that's what that stands for, is stands for amendment A, the first one, out of committee. It was introduced as a benign study bill. Neither the base bill nor the gun control gut and stuff amendments ever received a public hearing. Ola shows no shows zero inputs or items of posted testimony. 393-A is now headed to the Senate floor, having received zero public input on a bill that affects a constitutional right. This is offensive to the character of mission, blah, 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 blah. Don't let democracy die under your watch. Well, Senator Boquist and Ron, hang on, I'll get to you in a second here because I, I want to complete this thought and then share with you some other things. There's another great article, by the way. The Christian Broadcasting Network about Portland, a progressive experiment. It's meltdown is what it's called. Portland's meltdown, a progressive experiment that has gone colossally bad. Yeah. And then, you know, all this money that the legislature is throwing at homelessness. There's a detail about who gets it. And you can imagine how much comes to rural Oregon versus the cities. And there's more, and we'll get to it all. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. In case you haven't seen it, by the way, I got a text message from a friend last night. The third state Democrat around the country, this time a Louisiana state rep, Jeremy Lacombe, has switched to Republican this month, folks, so far. No kidding. Now, the, the person that sent this to me is an activist and said, I don't trust them. Well, and I said, you know, that that is probably a very good direction. But I reminded that person that Ronald Reagan was once a Democrat too. Donald Trump was once a Democrat too. Hmm. Yeah, you got to be suspicious because a lot of the garbage that is comes with being a Democrat will still be hanging on them. But nonetheless, folks... There's a reason why this is happening, and it ain't because the Republican Party generally is becoming more conservative. It's because the Democrat Party is becoming radically more and more leftist. Now, Senator Boquist's letter says in the first sentence, President Wagner, Senate Bill 393 passed out of committee without a public hearing in violation of Oregon Constitution Article 4, Section 14, passed by the voters in 1974. The president is required to reject a committee report or refer Senate Bill 393 to another committee to correct this intentional unconstitutional error. Or the president could introduce a new bill for the germane subject matter. Now, I'm going to stop there for a moment because here's the question. All right, Tim Canope stands up yesterday and pounds his chest. 
You're letting democracy die in darkness. What are you going to do about it, Tim? Huh? You guys going to file a lawsuit? Are you going to stand up and walk out and shut down the legislature? What are you going to do about a clear violation of Oregon's constitution by the Judiciary Committee in the Senate? What do you folks think the Republicans should do? 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. I mean, it's one thing to not walk out as Republicans because you're afraid of that constitutional amendment. You want to keep serving forever because you figured out how to make a lot of money from being a lowly paid part-time state representative. And there are some who have, believe it or not. And it's another thing to get bought off to say, hey, don't walk out. We'll just give you lots of money for your district. But it's another thing. It's an entirely different thing when Oregon's constitution is blatantly violated. Blatantly, folks. And Republicans don't walk out, don't shut it down, don't file lawsuit. That's another thing. Because, you see, if the Constitution is not respected on this issue of holding a public hearing, then the Constitution means nothing. And what else will Republicans not stand up for in the Constitution? Hmm? They've already proven they won't stand up and walk out over gun bills, the Second Amendment. What about the First Amendment? What are you going to do, Canope? You're going to stand up and deliver another speech from the floor and then do nothing and let them get away with it? Folks, I want to know what you think. 503-589-1220 is a power of Buick GMC talk line. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Let's go to Ron. Ron, thanks for hanging on while I got all of that set up. What's your thoughts today? You just answered everything I just went to that building yesterday. I went to the Senate and the House of various places both parties. I made my statement very strong after two weeks ago yesterday when they didn't even walk out to greet the people that give up their time on the boats, in the rivers, and on the oceans, or come drive all the way from Eastern Oregon and most points and tell those people, hey, we appreciate you coming out, standing up for your rights for you, keeping your businesses, you're under the Habitat Conservation Plan. Only Lily Morgan did, and they had to pull her teeth. Yeah, I was a little hot. I kept it temporized, but you know what makes me mad as heck, my brother? What's that? They won't come out there to do that. They'll take a piece of silver, Mr. Hansel, Finley, and others, but they don't have a bollocks when I says, Herman, one of their people, oh, I shall not main, mention, uh, who sub for a person in that senatorial area, says that Herman was a traitor because of this nature. I says, well, it's pretty dang gone interesting. That man walked out three times since 2018, saved us about 200 more bills that we didn't have, and had the fortuitousness with Lord Bolquist and others, Thatcher and Lithicum, and even I'll take Betsy for 200. You know she's not in the party, but she was a good servant. But you're gonna take some one people, I leave that one issue to God. Number two, Colope, Irons and Breeze, and everybody else need to get off their posterior and serve the damn people. Because here's what's going to happen. 
I'm not walking them on Auschwitz. I'm seeing 50 years ago nightmares going on in this state. And we're empowered to the criminals. And we're going to take away my rights to defend myself by God children to go hunting with me. Or if something happened to me, I want to pass my uh, rifles to the law-abiding ones. What made them think they're God? When are they going to get off their posterior and serve the people and serve liberty? I talked to nine attorneys throughout the country. Two of them is very well known. And they can win their case because that measure said they can't, we call it, you can't have a measure blocking the will of the people. They need to get off the posterior and walk out of the building until they get their head out. But file a lawsuit against your mouth Fagan for violating the right saying you can't, can't. I have a address agreements whatever way possible to get a consensus. And at the same time, if they're going to say something bad about Mr. Uh, Bertschager, Senator former Senator Bertschager, they need to say something about the dragon that go through and eats with a racist and an anti-Semite. And yet they was quiet since June, 2021. I rest my case. May God bless us and give some fortuitous to these dang people. Yeah, all right. That's what needs to happen. Thank you, Ronnie. I appreciate it. 620, folks. What do you think? What should Senate Republicans do to hold the violation of the Constitution accountable? Hmm? What should they do? I want to know what you think. 503-589-1220. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We're back. Great to be with you. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. What should Republican senators do? Now that it has been established fact that the Oregon Constitution was violated in the passage of a gut and stuff gun bill, what should they do? Because there was no public hearing held. What should Republicans do? Should they just stand up and give speeches like Tim Knope did in the Northwest Observer story today? Talking about democracy dying in darkness. Yeah, that's right. Why didn't you say something stronger? Senator Canope? Could it be maybe that you're in a heavily Democrat district now and you're trying to seem like the rhino moderate so that you can try to get reelected? Is that it? Is it not just your style to stand up and throw a bomb at him? It isn't, by the way. So here's what Senator Boquist said in his letter to the Senate President, Rob Wagner. And by the way, I want to thank Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, for being one of our sponsors of this radio show. Truly, friends, if you... Um, 
looking for some kind of tile work done in your bathroom, maybe in your kitchen, he's your man. Go to RighteousRenovations.com. RighteousRenovations.com. You can, you can see all of the great pictures of what he's done. Bathroom remodeling, kitchen, tile work, window and door trims, door and window installations, decks, fences. He's got great pictures of projects that he's completed. So if that interests you, you should absolutely go to RighteousRenovations.com. His phone number is there, 503-341-3816. RighteousRenovations.com. A man who lives his faith in his business with you. So here's what Senator Boquist said. He's talking about how Senate Bill 393 passes out of committee without a public hearing and that it violates Oregon Constitutional, Oregon's Constitution, Article 4, Section 14, which was passed by the voters back in 1974. Okay. He goes on to say, the aforementioned bill is not subject to partisan parliamentarian interpretation under Senate or Mason's rules. But the House and the Senate operate under Mason's Rules of Order. That's what it's called. And it's a book, and every member gets it, and it lays out all of the rules by which, ostensibly, uh, you know, House or Senate business is conducted. It's been around a long time, Mason's, from you know, way back in the 1700s. Anyway, he goes on to say, It is rumored and likely untrue the parliamentarian has claimed a previous parliamentarian's records in the Senate allows the passage of bills in violation of the Constitution. If such a record exists in the Senate records, please provide a copy per the Senate rule. So in other words, the rumor is that the Senate parliamentarian said, well, we've done it before, so it's okay to do it again. We've passed out bills before without a public hearing in violation of the Constitution, so it's okay to do it again. So Brian Boquist is saying, if that record exists, please provide a copy of it. Then he goes on to say, the Democrat appointment appointed Joint Committee on Professional Responsibility drafted, heard, worked, and passed out of both cham chambers in 1973 SJR 36, placing Measure 2 on the 74 general election ballot, and it passed overwhelmingly. And he goes on to talk about everything of, of what that amendment to Oregon's Constitution says and what it did. There's even a recent legislative council's opinion, which is, these are the lawyers that work for the legislature. There's a recent LC opinion that validates the constitutional requirement as this amendment says, is that, quote, they have to hold, quote, extensive public hearings, unquote, followed by, quote, deliberations, unquote, in public 
to ensure, quote, future leadership will not change this procedure for its own benefit, unquote. Thereby, quote, proceedings will stand the test of public scrutiny, unquote. And why did the Democrats, who were in control at that time, put that ballot measure out there? Quote, and this is in the measure. This is part of the ballot explanation, argument in favor, and argument in oppositions that a ballot committee of the legislature put together to pass this constitutional amendment in 1974. Why did they do it? Quote, from the Democrats, quote, to stop the abuse of power, unquote. So that's what we've had. A recent legislative council's opinion validates that the constitutional requirement of holding a public hearing has to happen. When I was the chair of the House Ag Committee, he had to hold those public hearings. And he had to notice them ahead of time. They just violated that. What should Republicans do? I want to know what you think about that. 503-589-1220. I'm back in a moment. 630. Call Jeff now at 503 589 1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. And we are back. Great to have you with us today. Political Coffee is the name of this show and the whole purpose of it. The whole reason I do it is one reason. That's to help you change your world. And you do that, at least in part, just having those meaningful, persuasive conversations with people in your world that are persuadable. Not people in your world that aren't. And so you got to know who is and who isn't. And you kind of know. Right? I mean, we all do. So... Let me ask you something. You know, Freddie sent me a great text message about Senate Bill 933, which is the subject of today's, primarily today's show. And if you want to comment on what's happened here, you can call 503-589-1220. 503-589-1220 emails, like I said, to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. So, Senator Boquist sent a letter to the Senate President, Rob Wagner, Sunday night. He sent me a copy of it about how Senate Judiciary Committee did a gut and stuff of a gun bill. And they did not follow Oregon's Constitution and hold a public hearing. They just passed it out of committee on a party-line vote. Tim Knope stands up yesterday and pounds his chest on the Senate floor about how horrible this is and democracy dies in darkness. So what are you going to do about it, Tim? Hmm? What are you going to do? Are you going to file a lawsuit to say it's unconstitutional what you've just did? 
You're going to walk out and shut down the legislature for a day to point out to every, I mean, think about it. Every news outlet in the state that isn't covering this would have to cover it if you guys walked out, if you had the courage. What should the Senate Republicans do? Well, here's what Freddie said. And this is overall about what's going on with guns. And not just here, but across the country in Washington state with the assault weapons ban, blah, blah, blah. Here's what Freddie wrote. Now Biden is pushing to outlaw all semi-automatics. And if successful, next time it will be all guns. We ask that all gun owners put this on their wall. The Supreme Court of the United States has affirmed that the right to keep and bear arms is a fundamental right of the individual. If you believe in the Second Amendment and you're not afraid to show it, repost this. I hope to see this reposted a lot by my friends. Remember, if we outlaw guns, then only outlaws will have guns. And this is absolutely true because the pro-gun control people In their arguments for any of these bills, if you go look at these individual gun bills and read through the arguments, especially those by the gun control groups and advocates like moms and and others, what you'll see is that they often cite FBI statistics about gang activity. The question that anybody with a brain can ask very simply is this. Do gang members care about new laws that get passed? They're already violating laws by stealing guns, buying them stolen on the streets. All of that's highly illegal. And then using them in shootings around Portland. So if you pass a new law, do the gangbangers that are shooting each other in the minority communities of Portland or in Salem or in Eugene, do they care that you passed a new law? They're already violating the law. Do you think that a new law is going to make any difference in how they act? Since the gun control advocates often cite FBI and CDC reports about gang activity using guns. You know, it's not rocket science, but I bet you could probably, in the course of your life, make a simple argument like that or actually ask that question. Another question that you could make relates to an art. Hang on, I'll get you in a second here. Relates to another story from the Oregon Capitol Chronicle. Here's the headline. Lobbying email from Oregon Secretary of State's office raises eyebrows in Salem. The email to customers asked them to support the office's budget request. And it says the email from a state division director asking customers to advocate for the agency's budget raised eyebrows amongst business owners and legislators. Why? Well, because it's illegal under the law. You cannot 
advocate for the passage of any legislation as a state agency publicly using public money. School districts can't do it. Fire districts can't do it when it comes to passing a bond measure. This is a clear violation of Oregon law. And guess who complained? Senator Brian Boquist. He contacts the Oregon Government Ethics Commission. Again, what are Republicans doing? Hmm? Now, Greg Smith, the Republican from Hepner, who's become quite wealthy in his ability to make sure to, to vote for legislation that funds local county economic development projects. And then he has a private company that goes and gets contracts with those counties to put that money to work, to run these projects. He does it for several counties and not always successfully either. He just got fired from um, the project over in Ontario, Nyssa. He says, well, I didn't feel lobbied. Well, of course not. He's not going to do anything to rock the boat. Because he gets deals, gets money for his customers. And it's all perfectly legal. He stands up on the floor of the House of Representatives and said, I, am, I have a potential conflict of interest in voting for this budget. Who's going to do anything about this? This is lawless behavior. Will Republicans walk out over the violation of the Constitution, Senate Bill 393? How about lobbying this? How about the meltdown of Oregon, of Portland, primarily? This is this CBN, homelessness, crime, the mecca for addicts. It's all in this, this article today. Do you think you could use the argument in a conversation persuasively with someone? Shouldn't obvious violation of Oregon law by a state agency, in this case the Secretary of State's office shouldn't they be held accountable in sending out a lobbying email that clearly violates Oregon's constitution, Oregon's law how about do you think in regards to this article about Portland do you think that the same ideas that are destroying Portland should be put in place in Salem, in Eugene. And you could say it that way. Well, what policies are you talking about? They're all listed here in this article, which is a great reason for you to read the article. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Hey, Jeff. Lousy leadership, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I appreciate the latter on, hey, you're infringing the right. But Republican leadership knew about this, okay, and they should have denied a quorum yesterday and made it public and uh, obviously had a news conference uh, 
because it puts a black stain on the Democrats and says, hey, business as usual, these people don't care about laws, rules, and regulations, they don't care about the people's rights, but they should have denied them a quorum yesterday. Fist pounding is bad leadership. Action and and protecting our rights uh, is what they should have done. I'm angry as hell because, again, Republican leadership, uh, and, you know, I appreciate the later, like I said, but Brian should not have showed up for the illegal vote because the Democrats broke the, broke the law without a vote to do so. Just like, you know, when they waive the right of the reading of the bill, it has to be voted on, Jeff, and... You know, they have to follow protocol. I'm very disappointed that my Republican leadership is not leading. They're acting like they're leading by pounding their fist, but they're not doing the hard things, the legal things, the protection of our right things. That's my comment on it, Jeff, and they should be held accountable for it because they're... Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. And we're back. Great to be with you. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Twelve twenty. Uh, I got to correct. Uh, I, I think I left the mistaken impression with you all, and I'm going to correct that in a moment. Got to remind you that if you're not comfortable at home because your heating system is not keeping up right now, especially in the cold nights, call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll fix it for you right away. This is one of the most powerful things that they do that really stands, puts some sets them apart from other companies in the Mid-Valley. It's one of the reasons they built such a great business over the last 50 years. Freedom Heating and Air prides themselves on emergency services. Get out to your place really before anybody else does. And they get it fixed. Maybe you need to upgrade something. They can talk with you about that. And by the way, they've got a great blog about how you can do some of this stuff yourself just to keep your system's running better so that you don't reach that point of having to call them because you have an emergency. All of that's on their website at freedomheatingandair.net. Check it out. Freedomheatingandair.net. It's all one word, freedomheatingandair.net. Call them, 503-580-1456-580-1456. I, I think I need to... Um, reiterate something here. Senate Bill 393 has not yet been voted on the floor of the Senate. Okay? And I think I left you with the impression that, that it was. I, I think Art was obviously under that impression. That That is not correct. It was only voted out of committee without a public hearing. That's unconstitutional or under Oregon's Constitution. Okay? The two Republican senators on the Senate Judiciary Committee, there are three Democrats, two Republicans, 
voted against it. And you can see all of this uh, if you look at the the work session. Okay. Gelser voted yes. Manning Jr. voted yes. Prozansky voted yes. Linthicum and Thatcher, the two Republicans, voted no. There was no public hearing. None. Held on this bill. And it says... If you, if you scroll down, I'm looking at the page here, the state's page for this in the Oregon Legislative Olis's website. No public testimony to display in committee. Submit and, submitted written public testimony. No public testimony to display. They held no public hearing. All right, so we've established that. They have not yet voted on it on the Senate floor. I do not see it scheduled for second reading. Under Oregon's Constitution, a bill has to be read three times. Okay? Now, yesterday... So so here's the question. What, what do Republicans do about it? Tim Canope stands up, pounds his chest about how bad it was, and democracy dies in darkness. So what are you going to do about it, Tim? Are you guys going to walk out and make a profound statement that nobody can ignore? If Republican senators walked out just for one day, just one time, one day, remember, you can walk out under the change in Oregon's constitution that the people stupidly bought. Under that change in Oregon's constitution, you're only allowed 10 unexcused absences. And then you can't run for office anymore. I think that's unconstitutional on its own face, both Oregon and federally. But that's what it is. So they could walk out for one day, couldn't they? Maybe two days. Shut the whole place down and everybody would be talking about it. All the news. And they would have to talk about it based on the fact that they violated the Democrats, the state constitution. And that if you can do that here and get away with it, what else can you do and get away with? 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. A state employee who shall never be named says the problem. This person writes, the problem with Senator Knope or other Republican leaders making last-minute impassioned speeches to the legislature is that they're speaking to the wrong audience, as you noted a minute ago. Unless they get the people's attention and speak and act in a way that reaches the heart of the people as well as in their sense of right and wrong, they're just wasting their breath. Walking out, doing things to get their message known and broadcasted by key media outlets, press conferences on the steps of the Capitol, using social media more effectively... They need to speak to the people because only the people can change and shame the Democrats for their unconstitutional actions. Yeah, that's right. What do you think? You got like three minutes to call. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails again to Jeff at 1220.am. So, by the way, Linda had sent me an email from yesterday 
It's about people leaving the state of Oregon. We touched on that yesterday. Why? Why are people leaving? Well, Linda from Albany says, very interesting article. As people leave the state of Oregon, the people who have to stay here are paying the price through makeup taxation and laws not being maintained. And it's it's that same article, article that we talked to. This is the Oregonian editorial about Oregon is dealt a blow. Yeah. And, and I said yesterday, the Oregonian can't figure it out. I mean, they sort of list the reasons, but they come to no conclusions. And when the state's largest newspaper, even though it is a fish wrap and it is notoriously leftist, if they did come to a conclusion, it might change something. Anyway, she passes on an email from somebody else that says, unfortunately, virtually everything the current state government does will continue to take the state in the wrong direction, starting with housing. Now, therein is this other bill. It's another story. It's from the Curry Coastal Pilot, and I'll have it on the show plan so you can see it. And it is about all the money being spent in Oregon on homelessness and how it's getting divvied up. And some of the people complaining are from rural Oregon. Okay. What are you going to do about it? You can complain all you want, but what are you going to do about it? Hmm? David writes an email about the unconstitutional passing of a bill. Remember, it, it's not, it hasn't passed on the Senate floor yet. It only passed out of committee. That in and of itself, without a public hearing, is unconstitutional. Anyway, he says, concerning the unconstitutional passing of a bill, and the Republicans won't do doing anything about it. What happens if we, the people, many, many of us, alert the news media to the point that they will report the actions of the Democrats? Yeah, we need to do that. John, inaction is complacently. He writes an email. If people are not willing to call and write their legislators about the lawlessness in the halls of Congress or the legislature, they deserve the laws they get. Wake up. Call and write today. Don't just sit there and complain. Do something. Yeah. Doug, thanks for the great email about there are no dangerous weapons, only dangerous people. That's right. Make a phone call today about the unconstitutional action. See you tomorrow.